This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hi everyone, it's Kara from Today's RDH. Before starting, I'd like to thank Philips Oral Healthcare for sponsoring this episode. They have a useful program you can implement in your office that lets you coach patients as they try a Sonicare Power Toothbrush right in the dental chair. Learn more by calling 800-422-9448 or visit philipsoralhealthcare.com. Leave it at the door. Controlling emotions in the dental workplace. By Candace Swarthout. RDH LPC. Over the years, I've heard many different cliches and suggestions about the appropriateness of carrying our personal lives through the doors of the dental hygienist workplace. It's been said that to bring matters of the heart to work is considered unprofessional. We should find a way to check it at the door and resist all temptation to allow emotion to creep its way into work life. Sure, it might sound easy to perform some sort of ritual or activity to leave it at the back door, But what about the reality of life circumstances that make it difficult to smile through the tears or worry? The emotional labor that it takes to get through a workday as a dental hygienist is taxing. Emotional labor is the work of modifying one's behavior in front of patients in order to be perceived as professional, competent, and compassionate. For dental hygienists, that behavior is multifaceted. We must appear skilled, knowledgeable, talkative, happy, have a put-together appearance, interested in the patient's personal life, and energetic all while looking darn good doing it. Pile a heap of personal life on top of that, and we're primed for burnout and exhaustion. Does your dental family stand true? Life can dish out anything. From an early morning argument with a partner, a best friend delivering terrible news of a diagnosis, and a million scenarios in between, some circumstances can be easily tucked away in our minds to deal with later, but others seem too overwhelming to make it through even our favorite 7am patient. Since most people spend more waking hours at work than at home, it would seem reasonable to call in coworkers for support through a challenging time. Some offices even tout, we're family here. When the rubber hits the road, do they behave like the family that you wish you had, or your crazy aunt that writes you in and out of her will? Kelly S. Zentner, MA, a licensed professional counselor supervisor, says that we're all multidimensional, much like a Rubik's Cube. When we're working on one side of ourselves, the other sides get shuffled. It's important to focus on all the sides and the bigger picture of the overall person. When dealing with a personal issue, Zentner says to acknowledge the stressor. You don't have to go around telling everyone your problems, but you can verbalize that you received upsetting news and may not be yourself that day. This sets the tone for the day, and it doesn't leave coworkers guessing what's wrong. Depending on the type of relationship that you have with your colleagues, you may also ask for what you need for the day. I need some space today. I could use some help during my op between patients so I can go take a few breaths. Can someone stay with me for a few minutes after work today because I need to talk? Those around us don't know how to support us unless we tell them. Hit a coping skill. Zentner says to be honest with yourself and those in your everyday world. If they push for more information and you're not comfortable with sharing, it's okay to draw a boundary and explain that you're not ready to talk about it. She offers a few coping skills that may allow you to begin to process the problem and start fresh the next day. Zentner recommends finding ways to express the feelings when not at work. This may look like punching a pillow, screaming, hitting a basket of golf balls, or going for a hard run. She says this allows your body to push through the feelings while you're processing the issue. Our society teaches us to ignore feelings, and that is so wrong. We have to go through them. When we do, they don't last as long, and they can become more manageable. 
Research has shown that when stress is displaced on an inanimate object, through physical activity in a supportive relationship or spiritual setting, stress hormones can be greatly reduced. By having outlets to relieve tension, such as those I mentioned by Zentner, we can begin to prime ourselves for better tolerance of distress during difficult times. Alternatives to stuffing pain. Our emotional states are a part of who we are. We must go through negative emotions to process them and get to the other side of the pain. As healthcare professionals, we are sometimes called to stuff the pain in order to engage in the emotional labor that's required to serve our patients. This can provoke negative feelings associated with not being congruent with your true self and make for a really long and stressful day. Here are a few steps to consider when struggling with life during work hours. Emotional culture of the practice. Have open conversations as a team about what's acceptable behavior. Get a clear understanding of what's expected of team members if they need emotional support from others. Agree on boundaries and volunteer how you're available for others in need. If the management of the practice doesn't welcome such conversations, build your own team family. Find at least one other person in the office that you can trust. Form your own small support circle that's well-defined with boundaries and mutual agreements. Compartmentalization. Compartmentalization is known as a defense mechanism. And when used mindlessly or excessively, it can lead to unhealthy avoided behaviors. When used intentionally, it can be called on temporarily in a healthy way to manage the day. Sometimes in moments of crisis, we have to put our feelings in a compartment with the intention to address them later. During a busy day of patients, this may be required to survive the emotional labor of the patient load. Give yourself permission to set it aside and make a silent promise that you will nurture those needs at the end of the day. Ground, feel, breathe. When we're in an emotional crisis and the show must go on, there's power in getting present and breathing. Here's how it works. 1. Ground. Feel your feet on the ground. Get heavy in your body. Check into your physical self and pay attention to what your body feels like. 2. Feel. Take a few seconds to notice and honor what you feel. Don't try to judge or analyze it. Just feel it. And three, breathe. Find a simple short breathing technique that will settle your sympathetic nervous system. My favorite is belly breathing three seconds in and five seconds out. I gently let my belly rise with air for three seconds and then let it fall for five seconds. The most important part of this exercise is that the breaths are always into the belly, not the chest, and the exhale is longer than the inhale. This can help you gain control of your heart rate and respiratory rate. The best part of this simple exercise is that it's free and no one has to know that you're doing it. Life can often throw us curveballs. When we least expect it, we can be hit square in the face with trauma, stress, and crisis. Finding a balance between the energy we expel in patient care and caring for ourselves can feel overwhelming some days. Stop and think, though, what you need. Ask for what you need. And practice self-care. Some things are impossible to leave at the door and require extra effort or care to carry throughout the day. After all, we're all human. This episode was brought to you by Philips Oral Healthcare, who is now offering an in-office trial program to help you show patients the advantages of using a Sonicare-powered toothbrush. Every kit comes with a handle, a supply of brush heads, disinfection instructions, and more. Call 800-422-9448 or visit philipsoralhealthcare.com to learn more or place your order today. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 